The Lord be with you. This is Pastor John Perling here with Ron Hinchman again, taking a look at the gospel of Jesus according to the book of Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans, working our way through the Bible study that uh, Chuck Geeshan wrote and uh, sharing some conversation about uh, the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ that comes to us from this, uh, from this text. Today's focus is on the idea of the gospel of God the, being the power of God. In Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, and as uh, Pastor Geishan uh, encourages us to have that passage also in conversation with 1 Corinthians 1, where the power of God is uh, specifically coordinated with the word of the cross and the foolishness of the cross being a, a, a surprise and a, 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 an upside down, inside out, really kind of uh, turn your world around word that is unexpected, but which gathers all of us under, uh, under Christ and his, uh, and his work. So the passage we're working with specifically is Romans 1, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 1 takes a look at the same idea, the power of God. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So the cross being folly, but also power. And uh, this is a, a, challenging, a challenging idea, especially because this isn't where people's heads are in America these days. It's not where people's heads are in the world these days. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, when we were talking about how Paul's, you know, kind of challenged him saying, hey, I got it. You have your your stuff that's going on, but this is the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's not just something somebody made up in their head. It's the word. And, you know, it talks about how uh, it's being attacked that back then that they were attacking the gospel, especially with all these different denominations and religions and stuff. But aren't they doing that today? Mm -hmm. Aren't they attacking the gospel today? We see it in the the media, the news all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like people are becoming afraid to say anything about God mm -hmm. on the national stage or even in the private stage because they don't want to offend somebody. Well, sometimes the gospel offends. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a, just, it, it is what it is. We right. can't do anything about that because God's a straight shooter. <laughs> Yeah, we you were talking too about and throughout church history in general the to try to get at uh, a, a straightforward presentation about Jesus to say look this is God who who became a human being for us he's done the work of our salvation his death on the cross pays a penalty that our sin earned his resurrection provides a, a new open door that uh, that he himself carries us over the threshold and 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 brings salvation to us every every time that that message comes across somebody wants to kind of chip away at it a little bit and uh, in in the 
in in Paul's time, it was a matter of of uh, trying to help people understand that they were not the ones who were in control of their own salvation. Uh, later on in church history, there was uh, controversies about whether or not Jesus had done the whole job, whether he was truly God or truly man, or whether uh, his work was sufficient. Uh, and now you know, people too today will will say some of the same things about uh, not not being uh, not being fully on board with the plan that God has laid out for us. But when you look at this, I, I, and I, I, we were talking earlier, I do believe that this sometimes Paul is very prophetic in nature, and where he's prophesizing things that happen in the are going to happen in the future because he can kind of see it coming down. Yeah, the road, he sees right? it coming yeah. down the road, yeah. and we we're talking like. You know, they did finally come to a decision at the Council of Nicaea to say, you know, we're going to do the triune, triune God. You know, God of God, light of light, light very God, God of very God. God. Right. Yeah, right. We're not, mm -hmm. we're not playing games anymore mm -hmm. because this is what the gospel says. Mm -hmm. And even now, we're talking hundreds of years later, people still twist it to the way they want. You know, uh, in the military, you have, you know, the gospel is God's word. Mm -hmm. God says this is how it's to be done. You know, it's law at at same time gospel. And this is what I'm giving you. Yeah, yeah. This is here, the whole package. Is. Here's I, the whole package. I, I'm not hiding from you. Yeah, right. Uh, I like to say, like in the army, we always say, "I got your back." And sometimes we'll say, "Way back" as a joke. But in this case, <laughs> God, God's right. I got your back, way back. <laughs> God's right on your back mm -hmm. the whole time. And so in today's society, I think that people, you know, they're. This is what the gospel says, but this is how I'm going to teach it, mm -hmm. because right. I think this will lessen the blow for those people that are on the fence. Do we really want to? Yeah, lessen, right. Do we want to lessen the blow? Right, right, you know? right. Uh, I, I was comparing it to like an army PT test. The army gives you standards. You have to get 180 on this PT test. If you don't get 180 on this PT test, you get in trouble. If you get over 180, you shouldn't get in trouble. But some people will still get in trouble because to that commander, they didn't give their max. The gospel is not like that. The gospel is this. This is what the gospel is. It's, it's not this. Yeah, it's not it's this clear. on the left. It's not this on the right. You don't have to add <laughs> anything to the gospel. It's not like adding sugar to coffee. And some people want to do that mm -hmm. when it comes to the gospel, and and you can't. And so in today's society, I think that we've become a society that's you know we know what the gospel is, mm -hmm. but some individuals are afraid to preach the gospel for fear that they might offend. Mm -hmm. And like I said, sometimes gospel is offensive. To yeah, people. Some, some of the ways that happens uh, where, where Jesus becomes a, uh, a provider of good advice, right? Uh, and certainly there's, there's wisdom to be had from Jesus' teaching, but the, the main component of Jesus' teaching is his death and resurrection for the sinner uh, to give eternal life. And it's because of that that all the other things are important. But if we make the secondary thing the only thing and forget about uh, why Christmas leads to Good Friday and Easter, then our own uh, our own appreciation of Jesus becomes kind of just as a, a kind of a guru or 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 a, an advice giver and uh, a life coach. Um, <laughs> you know, there's plenty to learn from him. But but without the death and resurrection of the sinner to to new life, none of that advice is going to go anywhere anyway. It's funny how people will be like they'll look for 
the bad in everything. Even they'll look for the bad in the gospel. <gasps> well, that's terrible. Jesus died. No, that's good. Jesus yeah. died for you yeah. and me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I always laugh when they always focus on that. And, you know, what's the power of God? The power of God is the word. And I think right now that there's a lot of entities out there trying to, to twist it, twist what the word is mm -hmm. uh, back to their own version of the word. And you really can't do that, you know? Uh, I always laugh because it's a true saying, a lot of soldiers end up finding God in the foxhole. And what that means is that they realize that life's a short span. And if th that entity that's over all of us is gonna take care of us. And that's why they find it in the foxhole because they're afraid, but you should have found it before then. Yeah. The problem is, is I think in society today, especially like the military, mm -hmm. we've gone away from focusing on that. Uh, we And we really have. Where Paul's telling them, guess what, guys? You got to focus mm -hmm. on this. And so, you know, everything goes around again. So maybe it'll come around in our lifetime, maybe not, mm -hmm. where, where people are focused more on the gospel of how that power of God has affected all our lives. None of us would be here, I, and I don't care what you believe or don't believe on that. None of us would be here. And then people will say, well, then we wouldn't have any problems. Okay, <laughs> but you're not here. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the promise of, uh, of life with Christ forever, uh, you know, Paul, Paul hopes that that, in, that is going to be persuasive in and of itself, right? That, that message is going to is going to break through all the objections and all the all the obstacles that people put up in their minds about uh, well basically uh, could a person rise from the dead uh, generally we don't see that but Jesus did and so you've got the eyewitness testimonies of people who saw him and uh, and who experienced that and Paul even tells that story several times over the course mm -hmm. of his uh, his ministry in the book of Acts, he tells it over and over again as as the as the evidence of of what he's talking about. Um, can a person die for another person's sins? Generally, no. But in Jesus' case, yes. And so there's that the uniqueness of Jesus becomes a challenge for people in their thinking it through. You know, I can be responsible for my own sins, right? I'll be responsible for the bad things that I do. I'll take a I'll take account for that. Yeah, the problem is when the punishment for that is eternal death in hell. Uh, you don't want that punishment, right? If it's a no. couple, if it's a couple of days in the brig, that's one thing, <laughs> or if it's a temporary deal, it's one thing. But you don't want eternal punishments. Uh, that's one that God has to take care of, right? And and it's not about pulling yourself up from your own bootstraps in that regard, because this is a hole you can't get out of. Uh, the cross is the only hook that pulls a person out of that hole. This is a bottomless pit. Yep. You know, any pit that's got a bottom, you can you can figure out how to get out of someday somehow. But when there's no bottom, uh, you need a, you need God to do that for you. And and that's where a person's own pride can get in the way of hearing the good news to say, no, I want, I want some portion of this where I, I'm going to take care of this. I've had the same time. It's because people, people haven't 
realized, and, and everybody's guilty of this, every human on earth is guilty of of being that prideful, we get prideful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take rule. I don't want to take orders from somebody else. Mm-hmm. They can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You ain't the boss of me. Well, actually, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. Uh, right. and so when they do that today, like I said, with you know, like TV and stuff, like raising to the dead. Now, if you talk to any kid in this genre about raising the dead, what's the first thing that comes to their mind? Zombies, Zombies. or apocalypse, yeah, yeah apocalypse. right, all that kind of stuff. You know, not, right. not good news, not Lazarus. No, no, right, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. Not that. Or at least that's what they start to say, was, was he a zombie? Yeah, yeah, no. oh yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. He was not. <laughs> right. And so it, it does. You know, recalibrating like, the promises of God like for all, new creation. All these things that happen, yeah. they're like, oh, uh, you know. Could you imagine a flood today? If a flood happened, how would people react? Right. You know? Right. How many would be on the ark? Right. And just in, in today's society. Right. And and <laughs> and just taking all the things that happen uh in scripture and and saying, well, we gotta tone it down to make it standard yeah. up in procedure like it is today, when in fact maybe it was a, a much bigger deal. Yeah. yeah. You can't you can't apply standard operating procedure to the power of God. Right, right. Because right. Yep. There's you don't know what miracles are go, are going to happen or not going to happen, except for one. We know one. We're all going to be we're all saved. Yeah, I like I like uh, I like the fact that most things are predictable. It's very true. I, I, I mean, there's there's plenty of reasons I, I appreciate gravity and all the rest of those kinds of things that that happen on a regular basis, but uh, this one definitely unique situation uh, with Jesus on the cross and Jesus uh, out of the out of the tomb. Uh, that creates a new reality for for all of us. Yep. Well, this has been a, a great conversation about the power of God, and uh, and the wisdom of God as uh, just a a contrast, just a a whole different ballgame than uh, than the wisdom that we generate ourselves and how we think things should go. Um, but uh, His mercy is that He's He's given us a word that uh, that breaks through that. And uh, and gives us a, a Lord in Jesus that has uh, reorganized everything. Uh, this has been John Perling and uh, and Ron Hinchman at Faith Lutheran Church sharing with you a little bit more about Romans chapter one. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon. I've been a